Daily Dubs. What's up, y'all? This is another episode of the Daily Doves Podcast. We are your hosts, Pastors Lem and Liz Woodson, and welcome. Thanks for tuning in again. Remember, rate, review, subscribe. If you haven't listened to the other episodes, and please. share. Yes, and share. Tell somebody about the podcast. Yes, share this thing. Show somebody that you know needs to hear this, somebody who's looking for God or just needs more of God or just loves God, whatever. Share it with them as well. We're trying to get this word out to as many people as we can. This is the best Christian Talk Podcast on the airwaves. So, welcome. We love that you're here. Today, we're talking about no longer sleeping with the enemy. And this came from a conversation that we were having with our teens. And, you know, we've realized something. And that something is this. You know, yesterday we did, if you didn't listen to yesterday's, go back and listen to it. So, yesterday we did a podcast on what we wish we knew before, you know, like the things that we're grateful for Christ showing us now and how we wish we had always known them because they're that good. And in that type of conversation privately, we were talking and we've realized that, you know, a lot of things that we have experienced pre-Christ determine now how we react having Christ. Yeah. You know, so like I'll give you an example. A lot of times, this happens all the time, and you can pretty much tell. I mean, I would say I'm a very good judge of this. And in Christianity, there are two types of people that I have observed. And if you're one of these types of people, there's more than two types, okay? I'd say there's three types, us being the third type. But there's two other types of people. Oh, my goodness, let me put this thing on Do Not Disturb. There are two other types of people. So I would label myself as... The type myself and my wife, I would, I would, I would label us as the type that want nothing to do with the world. And when I say nothing, I mean nothing. Like we're repulsed by it, hate it. It's and it doesn't come from a religious standpoint. It right. comes from having experienced the havoc exactly that it has had. Right, right. Previously, so <laughs> I would say there's the there's the. The completely brand new, and we're all completely brand new. Once again, don't get us confused in what we're saying. I would say there's the completely brand new, like ourselves, who have come from polar opposite. Okay, so there's the ones made new in Christ that really experienced the world. Really saw a transformation. Yes. Really understood what took place. Really, like we really, like we had our hands and feet in the world. We tasted and saw And And our eyes were open to the wickedness that was there. Exactly. Like we dabbled in that dark kingdom. Like I would say there's that type. And then the other two that I would say are one, the Christians who never experienced that. Yeah. Who... Maybe you have, you're like a lifelong Christian and you never, like if you were to talk about previous lifestyles, like how your heart's been changed or things that you've ever done, it wouldn't be 
crazy things like some people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you may have had a revelation of Christ. You know what? I just thought watching R-rated movies one day. Right. You know what I mean? Or like, hey, I got a full revelation of God's love and that's what was missing. You know what I mean? So say, I'll give you an example. Say somebody was raised in a Christian home. You know, you never did drugs. You never cussed. You never lied to your parents. You never got drunk. You never were mad at people. You never hated people and stuff like that. But one day you caught a revelation of Christ and you've since then had a deeper revelation of Christ. But like material wise and rap sheet wise, things that you've experienced, I wouldn't say that they've been a ton of things. Not only that, but I feel like also the people who've lived in the bubble. Right. Exactly. Thank you. Bubble. Maybe you might not even have experienced it, but like for me, like I, I didn't do drugs and all that stuff, but I saw what drugs did to my friends. Right. Like I witnessed it firsthand. Mm-hmm. I got to see their lives be taken right. by these things. So like right. I didn't live in a Christian bubble. Right. Not like everybody you... that I knew was going to church living the Christian exactly. life. I wasn't like, exactly. wait, what do you mean that people get, you know, diseases and die right. from living a crazy lifestyle? Yes. No, I knew that. And I saw people and, die from it. And there's nothing wrong with the Christian bubble. Yeah. That's, no, there isn't. That's like goals right there. I yeah, want my sure. kids to be raised... And that's what we're doing. We're raising our children in a Christian bubble. Like, I don't want my kids to know people that have to experience. I don't want them to have to see the effects of sin firsthand. To hate it. Right. In order to have to hate it. I don't want them to have to experience it to say, I don't want this. You know, so if you're somebody who was, we'll say, raised in a quote unquote Christian bubble, you know, maybe you never knew somebody that did things like drugs or slept around or stole things or, you know, these crazier sins, we would say. You know, maybe you don't know anybody that's ever been to prison, anybody who's ever committed a crime. Maybe you've never committed a crime, you know, that type of stuff. So there's the person that has lived in the Christian bubble. That's one type. And then there's the person that didn't live in a Christian bubble has experienced all the things on the outside of the Christian bubble and is now a Christian. But you'll maybe you might be thinking, what's the difference between them and us? You know, what's the difference between type two, which is the person who was on the outside of the Christian bubble and is now on the inside, and us who were on the outside of the Christian bubble and are now on the inside. And I'll tell you, it's this. What we have realized is that there are people who have not experienced that much stuff and people who have experienced that much stuff. But the difference is the way they look at the things on the outside of the Christian bubble. It's the things, it's 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 like someone who has experienced a third degree burn mm-hmm. reacting around fire versus someone who knows they can get burned but has never actually gotten burned. And so that's right, that's number one. Like the way that my children run around a campfire is scary. Right. Because they have no idea. They've, they've never, never been, been burned. burned. They've never been burned. But I've been burned right. multiple times. Right. So I'm like, yo, get away from the fire. But that puts you in camp two or three. And what we're saying the difference is between camps two and three is camp three says, I've been burnt by fire. I don't play around fire anymore. And I treat fire like it's fire. Like it's an imminent danger. Yes. Camp two is I've been burnt by fire. And I'm still going to play around fire because, to be completely honest, I don't mind getting burnt. 
I don't mind getting burnt every I've once done in a it while. Before. I've done it. I kind of like being burnt. And I, it, it gives know? me like a level of depth. Exactly. And like I kind of feel like I'm a little special. Like what's wrong with getting burnt? You and know? I'm a little rebellious and there's like yeah. a mysterious thing. And I've got some scars I can talk about. Exactly. It gives me like a lot of th- ways to fit in. Right. So those are that's the difference. That's the main difference, the way people look at it. So Camp 1 and 2 have that in common because Camp 1, because they've never been burnt, they don't look at being burnt the same way Camp 3 does. They know you can get burnt, but they've never actually been burnt. So they treat getting burned the same. No, they treat getting burned differently because Camp 1 will say stuff like, oh, man, that hurt. That's like getting burnt. And it's like, have you ever been burnt? And they're like, no. It's like, well, then how would you know (laughs) what it's like? You know, they just say stuff like, you know, oh, man, people say it all the time. Like they'll eat like Skittles or some good food and they'll say, man, this is like drugs. And it's like, I know that you've never done drugs. Because it's not like drugs. Mm -hmm. And anybody who's done drugs can tell you that apple pie is not like crack. No. It's not. It's not. It's like apple pie. That's what it's it's like. It's like really good apple pie. The two are very different things. This is like apple pie. Drugs are drugs. Pie is pie. But when people say that stuff, you you get to see into their life and you're like, man, you've never experienced none of that types of drugs. You've never experienced that. Yeah. You know? And then the people who have experienced that. And they don't have a disdain for it. This is camp two. Those people, they don't say stuff like, man, this apple pie is like drugs. But what they'll do is they'll talk about drugs and they'll say stuff like, oh, oh man, I remember like when I used to, you know, this, this and back that. Back in the day, yeah, I used to, you know, man, we used to hit the club. We wouldn't get home until the next morning. And I remember blacking out and waking up the next day and wondering who I had met that night. Yep. They're like, oh, play that song. Oh, man, you remember it's this taking song? taking me back. Remember that night? Back in this time, back in this place with yeah. these people. And it's like, hey, you actually don't, you don't have a disdain no. for what happened to you at that point. No. It's like they don't realize that. They still have somewhat of a love affair. That yeah. they're still flirting with yeah. who they used to be. You're still that in every love now with and it. then they look outside of the Christian bubble at who they used to be and they'll just wink at that person. Exactly. Like, yeah. I like that I used to be that person. Yeah. I like that I can tell that story. Yep. So we have a we have a scripture for this, okay? And it's Proverbs twenty six verse eleven, where it says, This is NIV. I'm gonna read you a couple versions. Couple versions. It says, As a dog returns to its vomit, so fools repeat their folly. That's NIV. New Living Translation, as a dog returns to its vomit, so a fool repeats his foolishness. (laughs) Hmm. If we were to read uh, ESV, English Standard Version, like a dog that returns to his vomit is a fool who repeats his folly. They all say the same thing. And it's pretty much saying the thing that is from your- That once made you sick. That once made you sick. The thing that once made you so sick, you had a bodily reaction to reject it, okay? You vomited it up because your body was like, if we don't get this out of our body, it's going to kill us. Like, you're never, you you're never standing around the water cooler talking to somebody and they're like, man, I remember that one time I had cancer. It was so crazy. It was so great. I went through chemotherapy back to back. It was right. crazy. I no, had no, the no, no. best experience. Nobody sent ever me teddy talks bears. like that. Nobody talks Nobody like that. Nobody talks like that. People were just like, I'm so glad to be alive. I got a newness for exactly. life. I just want to yep. make it count. Nobody Every talks day. about it when it's like sickness and death but yeah. when it's sin when it's sin everybody and when it's wants perversion to... when it's wickedness when it's things that i've seen christians who sit around like little kids at a playground comparing scars yeah and they're like my scar is this big and somebody's like man i broke a leg 
my whole hip fell off. Yeah. They just think that it's the best thing. It's think almost it's like the best thing. it's like, you know, it's giving you like more of a cool repertoire or something. Exactly. Like, hey, I'm cooler than you because I used to do drugs and prostitute myself. And then what? and then and then there's the there's the camp one who can't relate to those stories. So what they'll do is it's like the thrill seeker. You know what I mean? Like, hey, let's go skydiving, let's go bungee jumping, let's live a reckless life because None of these things can actually hurt us. Yeah. You know, we're immune. None of it has ever happened and none of it will ever happen. It can never happen to me. It'll, it can never happen to me. So I'm going to like play with it and I'm going to treat it like it like isn't it has, what it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, ooh, what's that vomit? So cool. Like there's nothing cool about. Tell me more about that. Nothing cool about vomit. <laughs> Your body literally got rid of it. Because it was either you or the thing, and your body chose the thing, and we treat that thing like it's something to be There's heralded. There's nothing intriguing about Nothing sin. intriguing. So that's what Camp 3, we want everybody to be in Camp 3, okay? Where you just look at sin like it's sin. Where you look at vomit like, ooh, that's gross, it's vomit. And I'll make a statement, okay? Like, I have lived very much a goody two-shoes kind of life, mm-hmm. okay? But I have looked at vomit like it was vomit because I've understood what it does to other people's lives. I didn't have to myself get burned. But when I saw people walking around with major burns on their like flesh right right wow that 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 changed so, my life for the so sake I of was argument. a very good good you know so I'm not telling you that you have to live a ratchet life to understand God right or that you have to have been burned exactly like, we don't we don't subscribe to like no, make no, no, sure no, you no, get no. in that fire you don't otherwise have to do that. matter you of fact, won't understand we'll no, say we'll say that that's group four we'll put group four in I, there as I well I didn't actually you don't, I don't have, have to, right you don't have to experience it never in my life have I ever had a drug in my system it. like I've never done any of these things like i never had boy issues like right. i i've been a very I'm, I'm a church girl but you still call vomit vomit oh for and sure and it still repulses vomit, vomit. me i don't like to sit around and talk about how cool sin is right right and it, it, it's destructive it, it kills people it kills people and what it says to christ is even crazier you know what i mean we were talking about it and it's like when we get set free from these things like christ literally gave his life God came down from heaven, put on flesh, and died to pay the price for you to never have to experience these things anymore. Yeah. So for us to willfully experience these things, for us to joke about these things, for us to not consider these things the way that Christ does. Or even to wonder and have like a intrigue. Right. It's disrespectful. so disrespectful. It's disrespectful. He's like, look, I hate vomit so much I came... Dressed myself like y'all and let y'all kill me, man. I gave my life so that you wouldn't have to experience this anymore. I don't want you to be like a dog returning to its vomit. I want you to see it for what it is and be glad that you never have to feast on that ever again. And if you think about like the constant mention of foolishness, like how disrespectful to God to show him how foolish his creation will act over something that they're just like fascinated by. Exactly. You're smarter than that. He made you smarter than that. He made us way Please smarter than that. Please show him that you get it. Yes. That you're not just out here fooling around. Yes, because it, it says so much. What we How we react to the vomit speaks volumes to God. You know, <laughs> yeah. it speaks volumes. It's like we gave a couple analogies while we were talking about this off, off mic, and it was like, you know, it's like the person getting freed from prison and once they get set free from prison, they go home to their brand new house because they have a brand new life. Christ paid for it. He got you out of jail and he set you up in a mansion. And the first thing you do in that mansion is decorate it just like prison. 
what that says to him is prison really wasn't that bad. Not only that, but every time you go out, you feel like you got to tell everybody what your cell block number was. Right. What they used to call you in jail. You still dressed in the same. How hard you were He bought jail. you a whole new wardrobe and you're like, <laughs> I want to wear these these orange jumpsuits. I want to I want to stay dressed like this. Yes. Okay. I want to stay acting like I'm a prisoner because that's what I prefer. That's yeah. what it's saying. It's saying, yeah. look, I prefer the old life. Like, thanks, but like, not really. Yeah. And it shows Christ like, listen... If it was possible for me to be pleasing in your sight and make it to heaven and still and still eat vomit, I would still eat vomit. Yeah. Okay? Because I good. talk about it all the time. Like, it's the greatest thing on God's earth. God's like, don't you want filet mignon? You're like, I mean, but I'm good. I kind of grew up on vomit. Right. It ain't and, like, as good as vomit. like, all my friends eat vomit, and we all, like, have this thing where I know we bond over it. all this new food for me, man, but let me tell you about this vomit. <laughs> okay? Let me tell you about, like, what my body just rejected. Like, it's so good. It's good even now. Like second and third time that I'm eating it. And Christ is like, yo, what's the point? What's the point of yeah. me giving you new life? What's the point of me giving you something brand new, something better, and not having you feast on what was trying to kill you anymore if you just prefer what was trying to kill you, man? Yeah. Like that's the worst part about it to me. Cause like coming out of what like personally God bought me out of, it kills me. It kills me, man, when people are like, Let's do this or let's do that. Or they look at things that I know are destructive because I've lived it. Or like to joke about things I used to be bound by. Yeah. Like, no, I don't joke <laughs> no. about that. You know how long it took me to get free from that? I'm not funny about that. Like, I remember wanting to be free from like vices Thinking that it could never mindsets. happen. Yeah, being a prisoner. Because when you're a prisoner, you don't see freedom on the other side. You're yeah. like, look, this is my life, man. I'm going to always be bound to this sin. I'm going to always be bound to this way of life. And then you get set free. And if you actually like the freedom, you don't want to like, look I back. Think of myself and how you know when god freed me from a mindset and a lifestyle of like feminism mm -hmm. i absolutely hate the rhetoric behind feminism because i've seen personally how destructive it is to women right to families yeah. to relationships yep. it's so demonic yeah. and it's it robs women of exactly. who they actually are yeah and god had to fix that thing in me and yeah. give me a brand new identity so yeah. i don't joke around i don't listen to music that glorifies being a nope. woman and puts down man i don't joke around i'm not walking around like you know i'm i'm that girl or you know i'm whatever it is like i, I don't play with it because right. i was set free from that you remember what it was like to not have a choice yeah you know the bible says oh man it says it in romans it says that when we were before we got set free before christ set us free we were slaves to unrighteousness we are now slaves to righteousness but before we were set free to become slaves to righteousness as in we are now so righteous that Nothing can make us unrighteous. <laughs> you know what I mean? We're slaves to it. And it's a good thing to be a slave to righteousness. That's what you want. But before we were slaves to righteousness, we were slaves to sin. So it's, listen, everybody wants to be free when you're a slave to sin. Why would you want to still be a slave to that which the payment for it is death? You know what I mean? It just shows that you really don't understand and what it is. You don't, you have no clue what it is that you it were set free from. It is well known that you will remember 
negative things in your past in a romantic way. You mm-hmm. romanticize yeah. what actually happened mm-hmm. and you fabricate your own idea of what it felt like to right. live that. Even right. though it was traumatic for it you. It was horrible. You'll romanticize it. It's you'll like be Stockholm like, man, I was so hard and like, look how cool I was and I got so much street cred. It was actually horrible for you to live that life. It was horrible. It was horrible. You asked every day to be set free from that life. And when we go back to it, another thing that it says is that we didn't actually want to be free from it. We just wanted the, the ability. We we wanted the ability to do whatever we wanted. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, hey, I was cool with prison. I was cool with being a slave to sin. I just didn't like that I didn't have a choice in it. So now that I have a choice to do it, I feel better. You I know take what I mean? the freedom of Christ and I pervert it. Yeah, it's whoredom. That's what it is. It's whoredom. It's, it's like perversion. It's like, hey, I hated being in the relationship with the one person and being bound to them. So now what I'm going to do is get set free from them so I can be with 30 people. I don't want to just, and including that other person that I was set free from. They're included. They're part of the 30. Because really my problem was me not being able to just fulfill all the lust of my flesh. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like perversion will take you to such a place and sin will take you to such a place where it's not just good enough to sin. You have to sin and then you have to mock God and false holiness and false religion. You know and, what I mean? And, and create a justification for yourself. Exactly. So that, you know, you remove the symptom because... When you have sin on on its all on its own, you know that it comes with shame, and mm-hmm. you come with it comes with embarrassment, mm-hmm. it comes with guilt. Yep. But when you have the false justification of well, I'm actually in a relationship with Christ, then you remove the symptoms of shame and and you remove the symptoms of guilt because you right. somehow created this false doctrine where you're justified. Exactly. So you think that you are out here hoarding without any kind of repercussions. Right. It helps you sin more freely. Yes. Because you're you've like, made I'm up this, good. I'll just come back and tell God how sorry right. I am. Exactly. And it's cool. Like I can sin Monday through Saturday just as long as I make it to Sunday. That makes me a Christian. So when I'm doing crazy things all the rest of the week, it's all right. I was at church on Sunday. Yeah. That's the justification. And, and it, I'll cry and I'll tremble and he'll forgive me. And, and he'll forgive me, me. And all Christ is saying, he looks at it. He's like, look, you're not faithful to me. What you're doing is you're playing the harlot. You're being a prostitute to many different lovers. That's what you're doing. That's what God got mad at the people of Israel for For all throughout the Old Testament. He's like, look, you guys want to do what you want. And all the false gods that they were worshiping were false gods of fleshly desire. And it was so funny because in in the, the one thing that was constant throughout the people of Israel in the Old Testament was that they were waiting for the Messiah to come and establish his kingdom. Mm-hmm. So they were saying they wanted him to come and establish his kingdom. But they didn't really want but it. But they were whoring out with every other exactly. kingdom they could possibly they, whore out they, with. They didn't actually want it at all. It no. was not actually having it in their heart. Because when it, when you hate it, it's like the people that come out of stuff and become advocates against the thing. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? People that start like charities and they start uh, nonprofits and stuff to end things like abuse and like uh what domestic violence and drugs and human trafficking and all of these things they and poverty you know what i mean because they're like i experienced it it was was horrible horrible. and i want to put an end to it so there's that type of person but then there's also the person that just they just love it they just love it or they they don't have like the worst to me and like i feel like it's 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 the hardest thing to deal with in different christian circles is the the don't play like that like i want to just tell people like hey man don't play like that like this crap is real you know what i'm saying like 
I don't play around like that because I lived it. Yeah. I've seen it. It's destructive. It's absolutely destructive. It's not a cool life. There's nothing funny about it. Thank God you never experienced it. But know that this is awful. What we're what we're playing light with is awful. It's it's actually claimed so many lives. Yes, it's awful. And it tried to kill the person who it was just in. Like if you see vomit on the street, you know that, yo, what that was in somebody and it tried to kill them so their yeah. body rejected it. So to look at that stuff and say, oh, it's so cool or it's so fascinating. No, it's not. It was poison. Yeah. It was poison to somebody. And I know what it's like to have that poison. Like I've got vomit in places. You know what I mean? And I, I know what it's like to hurt because it's just wreaking havoc inside of my system yeah. and hasn't come up yet. Yep. And you just are like, you're begging for a throw up because yeah. you're like, this is so Please painful. Get Please this get this out, out of, of my body. Exactly. Some exactly. way, shape or form. Exactly. Come out. So we got to be faithful, man. We got to be faithful to Christ and don't take lightly the things that Christ has set us free from and the things that he keeps us from. Man, I, I just think about I think about this often because whenever I hear people's testimonies or whenever I, you know, see the things that are going on in the world, I thank God that he saved me because I can't even begin to imagine the plan the enemy had for my life. Yeah. And he spared me. Yeah, exactly. Because I, who knows where I would be. Yeah. And and that realization, it keeps you real to the point where you're like, you know what? Everything that looks mm -hmm. opposite from him, I don't want anything to do with anything that doesn't look like Christ because yeah. I lived that life, yo. I don't want anything... I don't want I don't ever want to go back. Even if I've back. lived that life, I even if I haven't lived that life, I've seen you know, I've gotten a glimpse of where the enemy could have taken me through right. the lives of others. Yeah, and I've seen its destructive power. Like from my Christian bubble, yeah. which I grew up in, I was able to look out and see how the enemy wreaked havoc on so many people's yeah. lives. And you know it's real. And I was like, "Ooh, that's not a game." Not a game, man. Not a game. James 4:4 4, 4 says this. It says, "You are not faithful to God." Do you not know that to be a friend of the world is to hate God? So anyone who chooses to be the world's friend becomes God's enemy. Like those words like that, man, stuff like that in the Bible that just tells me like, you know what? It's heavy duty. I can't, I can't be out here playing with the world. I can't be out here just acting like because, you know, and the Bible does say, Paul does say, hey, I can do, like, I'm so, I have such a revelation in Christ, I know that I'm not going to get spotted by the world. You yeah, know what I mean? I'm he, not going to get defiled right. by just being around the world. He was above it. But he also knew, but what is in the world is absolute destruction and it's Absolutely. poison and it is out to kill people. It's out to take people away from God's goodness. He knew that as well. You know what I mean? He wasn't just like, I can do whatever, everything's lawful for me. He, he actually said, he said, all things are lawful. But not everything is beneficial. I shouldn't do everything. Yeah, everything Just ain't beneficial. Just because I can doesn't mean that I should. Like, it won't be unlawful, but it might kill me. Yeah, it might take me down the wrong path. It might be yeah. the beginning of something horrible. Yep. It might make me vomit. Not if you eat that, vomit, you're going to vomit again. One of the biggest things that I always had a very clear reality of is that my the way that I steward my life could potentially destroy or build somebody else up. Yeah. Yeah, it has. A, it's a domino That actually effect. scared me yeah. so oh, much. Yeah. Still does. Like, yep. not that I live in fear, but I'm like, the the things that I do could cause somebody to either backslide yeah. or go forward in the Lord, and I don't want any blood on my hands. Yeah, and that's exactly what Paul was talking about in that verse. He's like, look, I can do what I want to do, but I don't want to mess somebody else up because people they're are, looking. They're all at different levels, and some people don't understand. You know what I mean? Some people don't get 
what I get and they're just going to see what I'm doing and think, oh, okay, that's perfectly fine to do. I mean, their lives will be destroyed. Take drinking, for example. I can't tell you how many times I've had conversations with other Christians about what I think about drinking. And I'm like, look, you got to draw your own conclusion. You got to go to the Lord about this. But what I will tell you is that nothing good comes from it. Yeah. I'm not going to tell you that it's bad, but I will tell you that nothing good will come from it. Yeah. Nothing good will, no, nothing good will come from it at all. I'll also tell it's the same thing. It's the same way I feel about tattoos. Like, I think I got about five, maybe six. Most people don't even know that. And when people ask me, what do you feel about tattoos? And I'm like, none of my tattoos have done any good at all. They it won't do good. It actually breaks my heart when people see a tattoo on my body and say, Oh, I'm so glad you have one. That means that I can that get means one I too. Can get I'm one. like, yep. oh no. It's, it's one of the it worst feelings in the world. It actually makes me feel so guilty. Yeah. I'm like, God, I'm so sorry that I yeah. did this stupid thing without thinking about how that it gives would people license. inspire other people yeah. to do who knows what. Right. They don't even ask. <laughs> they don't even say like, hey, what would you do? And even when they do ask, a lot of times, even when they do ask, because some people do ask, hey, would you do it again? What do you think about them? What's your stance now? And you tell them, they're like, all right, I hear what you're saying. But, but you still got one. I look at your life and uh, you're looking pretty good. You're looking pretty successful. You look like you know the Lord. So it's not going to send me to hell and it's not going to make me any worse than you to do it. And I'm like, do what you do what you feel in your heart. Okay, I'm not going to condemn you. I'm not going to justify you. Only God can do that. And it's up to you and him to get that together. But what I will say is that I wish we'd never had this conversation. Yes. I wish, I this wish wasn't... that I wasn't an advocate right. for something that I don't stand for. Right. And that's the same thing with everything else. It's like, you know what? I could easily, easily do so many things that I used to do before Christ without a problem. You know what I mean? Like, I would have no problem doing it. Well, I would have a problem doing it, but I'm saying, like, it wouldn't condemn me to do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I could easily show up to different places, and I could have the same music I used to listen to back in the day on. You know what I mean? I could easily still watch the same movies that I used to watch back in the day. I could still talk the way I used to talk before Christ. I could still do all of those things. But I would hate for somebody who's battling back and forth with should I do, should I not do, or God, I'm trying to live for you, or God, what's holy, what's not holy, I would hate for them to hear me say, or to find out about me, you know, Pastor Lem does X, Y, and Z, so that means it's okay for me to do it. And you know what the crazy thing is, is that the people who are looking and who are impacted by that are usually on the brink of being broken free from that very thing. exactly. And they're they're battling it because they feel God is removing it from their lives, and they're going through the process, and then they look at you, and they're like, they're saved and they're doing it, and they completely remove exactly. the process. It's void. Yeah, they've completely backslidden because yep. they're like, "Oh, well, I don't have to get rid of this. I don't have to get rid of it. I don't have to get rid of it. Stop, stop, Listen, listen, listen. They're this. like, cancel the process, God. Yeah, I'm keeping it because that woman of God does it, so I must be good. Yep. One of the spiritual authorities in my life eats a little vomit. It can't be that bad for me to eat a little vomit too. It's Please absolutely stop the horrible. It's cancel absolutely it horrible for you to do it. It doesn't matter. I remember. Oh man, I remember one of the worst Facebook arguments I ever saw online was it was a Kevin Hart concert. He was coming and he was doing his stand-up bit and somebody put on Facebook, man, really wish I had tickets to go see Kevin Hart tonight. And he's a Christian. And another Christian got on- Kevin Hart, yeah. Kevin Hart was here in Pittsburgh. A Christian was going to go see him. A Christian was going to go see Kevin Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart is a Christian. No, 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 no. A Christian was going to go see Kevin Hart. And he posted, I really wish I was going to the Kevin Hart concert. Ah, well, maybe next time. So another Christian posted on, he he replied to the post and said, did you want to go to preach the gospel to him? Because that's the only reason you should want to go. 
Probably not the best thing to do. No. Not the best, you know. <laughs> Probably <laughs> it, not the best outlet. Yeah, it wasn't really like the best like delivery yeah. and like the best method to talk to the brother in Christ but about this thing. But my dude wasn't wrong. But he said it to him and he put it on a public <laughs> forum. So the next thing you know, I mean, this thing went like Fire. Facebook viral in like five minutes. It has got all these posts. People are coming at the dude who asked him, was he going to go preach? People are coming at Christians. Other Christians are sharing it to other Christians like, see, just that type of religious spirit I was talking about. That's why we we hate this. This is why we hate that. And I'm like, look, one, if my homie never put that he wanted to go see Kevin Hart on Facebook, we would have never had this problem. And think about the amount of offense was created, yeah. wrath, it's viral. division. Like, I never get involved in Facebook arguments, but I was direct messaging people like, yo, man, Stop. you got to chill. Like, this is bad, this my is dude. This is making you look bad. Like, this you're is a minister. Your, He's a minister. Witness. Y'all out here just doing this stuff, and it's looking horrible. And he was like, cool, like, I get it, my bad. And I'm like, look at what happened. Just one comment about I wanted to go see Kevin Hart turned into... A Christian like frenzy, so, and now yeah. we're like it's a civil war within ourselves. And I'm like, see, so that Christian going to go see Kevin Hart was probably not going to send him to hell, but him living his life and stewarding his life in a way that didn't protect the weaker people all around him, right? That is now blood on his hands. Exactly. The offense in people, the anger in people, people who are like, I'm justified in my sin because that man of God goes to see somebody Mm -hmm. who's willing to cuss and talk crazy, like. You just don't know. You don't know. So you can't just you, be out here no idea. stewarding your life yep. in a selfless way, Yeah, and, in I, a selfish way. And I personally know the guy that commented on it, and I know his story. That guy, he hates the vomit, and he's just like, look, I don't want you to return to it. I don't want you to be still looking after the things of the world, man. I lived that life, and I know you probably haven't, but I've experienced like what I've experienced that could lead to. What just happened? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> hold on. That's what happens when you reuse the same podcast template from the last episode you did. It just kicks on when it wants to. We're not done. So listen, it was like, I know that he was thinking the same thing. He was thinking, I don't want this brother to go through what I went through. You know what I mean? Because maybe the last time that he dabbled back in what God took him out of, he felt God's disappointment, which is like one of the worst things you can experience. When you experience God being disappointed in you, it's like, man, God, it's like what David said. He was like, Lord, just don't take your presence. Your presence from me. Not only that, but like- My son is dead, but just don't take your presence. To have contrited the Holy Spirit is one of the most devastating, soul-wrenching things that one could ever feel. Absolutely. So I'm sure that him reaching out in that manner, because I know he did it in love, but he was just like, look, man, like, I don't want you to go through this. I'm, I'm, I promise it's not worth it. Should he have done it in a different way? Yeah. Absolutely. We're not on here talking about the way that he did it. But we're talking about returning to that vomit. Because I promise if and. you know the Lord and you know that he has delivered you from that thing and now it's outside of your body, now it has no more hold over your life, it's no longer making you sick, you're healthy now, you got that vomit up. And when you go back to it and now you're sick again, you're going to think, Man, God, why did I do it? Why did I do it, man? He doesn't want you to have to say, God, I'm sorry. I promise I'll never do it again, again. He's just like, I set you free. I want you to walk in the freedom. I've given you newness. I have better things for you. Walk in that. So it's like, that's what's the gut-wrenching part. That's the gut-wrenching part. Because especially, man, especially when people joke about it and they just treat it like it's nothing. To me, it's like, darn it. Darn it. (laughs) Because somebody... 
is actually praying to be free from that thing. Yeah. Somebody's actually begging God Someone to take away what we're joking about. A loss because of that very thing. Exactly. Somebody has suffered, man. It actually has caused somebody hurt. And I don't ever give the enemy any type of credit, even when it's not stuff like that. Like, I refuse to talk about the 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 enemy. That's why we call him the enemy. I hate saying the devil or Satan. I hate it because he gets no credit. So the things that he uses to destroy us, they get no credit neither, man. I, I just feel like, especially for me, like the things that I've experienced loss on, I'm so passionate about it. So, so much so that it actually, like, provokes me to like almost step outside of character yeah i'm so violent about yep. it yep. i'm like no we don't talk like that yeah. don't ever let that come out of Word your up. mouth yeah like don't mm, you don't understand Word it takes up. one inch yeah for the enemy to come in and wreak havoc i have seen yeah. that please stop much. you gotta get just quit and it's like oh my gosh and there's so many things like and i, I we're not trying to get like condemning or anything like that but we really want you to know we want your eyes to be open what you're saying when you go back to what god has set either you free from or somebody else free it's from it's not just a little vomit yeah man we gotta esteem god's goodness and what he has done and it's absolutely vomit is vomit Call and it's it understanding it salvation yes. like what are you saved from yep. you are saved from that vomit that could have killed you yeah yeah you so don't be going it. around saying like I'm saved, but I love reminiscing about the thing that could have killed me. Exactly. Was going to kill me. Right, right. That just shows that you really don't understand salvation. You don't understand salvation, yo. Like I know that I you was don't spared. Understand freedom. That I was saved. Right. You don't none of what was done on the cross do you understand. And if you do understand it, then you really haven't chosen him. That's another thing. It's like you've still chosen darkness over light. You gotta get to the light, man. Choose God every time. Choose God every time. The enemy is stupid, and we hate the... The Bible says that Jesus, the Son of God, was manifest to destroy the works of the devil. Everything that the devil came to do and has tried to do and has done in our lives, Jesus manifest in the flesh and lived on this earth, died and rose again to destroy that stuff in us, man, to destroy it. So what used to make you vomit, God came to destroy it. Yeah. He doesn't want us going back to it. He doesn't want us looking at it like it's something little or something that it doesn't hold weight. He came to destroy it. So whether you've thrown up or you've something has made somebody else life. throw up, it doesn't matter. Vomit's vomit. And God hates vomit. Yeah. He hates it. See it for what it is. Don't romanticize it. That's it, man. That's it. So look, we hope this has blessed you, man. We hope that... You know, if if it, if it ministered to you, good, because God wants you to look at the things of this life the way that he looks at them. And you know can we I mean? just do better? <laughs> like, just, like, that's it. Just do better. That's it. It's not going to, it doesn't add to our lives. <laughs> like, shoot, I remember the last time that I talked about our past life in a like joking or like, like reminiscent way. I felt so convicted and God was like, so like, did you just want me to leave you in it then? Like... <laughs> What is it? What did you want? Because I set you free so you could be free. Don't look back at it like, man, that was so great because it wasn't great. Because if it was great, you would have never asked me to get you out of it and you wouldn't like your life now. So there's nothing great about it. And okay? I remember like the enemy is he's so ridiculous. I hate him so much because he will he will make you fall into the trap where you reminisce about who you used to be. Mm -hmm. And then the the very person who you were reminiscing with will end up having a devastating situation that you could have been 
the one whom God moved through. Right. But that person doesn't even see you like that. Oh, yeah. They're not even approaching you for prayer. Right. And you're like, dag. Exactly. Dag. And now you're just conflicted because exactly. you're like, wow, I just had to see that happen. And yeah. like, I couldn't do anything about it because my witness was jacked up. Yeah, my witness is, is done. They look at me the same as them. They're like, look, you talk and about And the enemy this does like that because great. he likes to laugh in your face about it. He's like, yeah. look at what I did. Yep. Hi, you like how I you did that? You didn't even do it. But just the way you talked about it made them think that you had no power to help them get through it. That you're no different. That right. you're no better than them. Yep, That they, the they can't go to you about something like this. Right, right. Because yeah. you know better. Because, shoot, you might just mess up and eat some vomit, too, the way you're talking. Yeah. The way you're talking doesn't sound like you really beat this thing at all. So, listen... We pray that this has blessed you, man. Go back and listen to previous episodes, rate, review, subscribe, share, all of that stuff, and always be on the lookout for another Daily Dubs episode. We're doing these daily. We pray that God is speaking to you through them, and we pray that he is being formed in you. That is the whole point of this exercise for us all to become more and more like Christ. So until the next time, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in sincerely from the bottom of our hearts. And never forget, God loves you, and so do we. Peace. Daily Dubs.